The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. What's going on, everyone? Welcome or welcome back to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you have come to put in the work, the brain work, before you can go out there and kick some ass with the physical reps as well. You are here to grow your mind, your mindset, the way you think and perceive pretty much everything in order to allow the physical work that you're doing to not just work, but work for you. And I'm super glad that you're here. I'm super glad that you are returning to the show to any of my longtime listeners out there. And I am pumped to be able to set the standard of how the fuck we're going to navigate the next two months of this year, the last two months of this year, and arguably the most important months because how you finish determines how you start right? We're not waiting till January 1st, 2024 to really hit the ground running and really step up and put these new habits into place. If that's you, why? Why are you going to waste these next two months of time, two months that you will never get back because you know, you're a little busy or it's the holidays, or maybe you've got a trip planned or travel. We're not doing it. We've done it in the past, myself included. We've spent these two months just kind of swinging by left and right, loosey goosey, little this, little that. It's not worth it. We're not doing it. We're going to buckle down and really get to the root of how we are going to navigate the last two months of 2023, November and December. It's going to be busy. There's a lot going on. Of course, it's the holidays. Of course, you can come up with a million and five different reasons or excuses as to why you can't get your shit together. But right here, right now, we're not doing it. And I want to talk through how we're going to kind of navigate this time. And before we do, I do want this to be a very collaborative effort because accountability in this time of the year is everything, is everything. You can sit there, you can listen to the show, you can write down your goals, you can jot things out. But until you go out and you tell someone what you're going to do, you, you find an accountability partner, you share with the world what your expectations are, sometimes those goals that we write down it's neither here nor there. And we can be honest with ourselves and say, yeah, you know, I've, I've written that down everywhere. I, I'm going to stay on track for the holidays. You know, I say that every year. Do we do it or do we not? And that's a reflection that you need to have with yourself. And my best piece of advice is find your group, find your people. And if you're looking for those people, I highly recommend joining in in the Mental Reps Podcast Facebook group to be right alongside like-minded individuals who get it who understand that, hey, we are going to celebrate the holidays, but I don't have to totally give up my health and fitness goals. We are going to have a good time and eat some good food, but I know how to get back on track. And that's going to be my goal for this season. So if you need that accountability, the link to join that Mental Reps Podcast Facebook group, totally free group, is in the description of today's episode. Find your people, dive right in, use today to set the standard of exactly what it is you want to accomplish in these next two months, then put it out there. I forget the exact percentage, but you're like X amount more likely to actually follow through on the shit you say you're going to do when you vocalize it to other people. And you can vocalize it every dang day inside the MRPFBG because we get it and we're right there with you. And a lot of times seeing that, you know, goal setting and power and insightfulness from individuals around you kind of makes you be like, oh shit, okay, I got this. If she's doing XYZ, I can do XYZ. If she's going to set this goal, like shit, I, I know I can do it too. Use this as a chance to push yourself for these last two months. We are not taking our foot off the gas. And as I mentioned earlier, how you end this year says a whole lot about how you start the next. 
and we want to build that momentum, not put a halt to it, not press pause, not say, oh, it's the holidays, and then head into January 1st, ready to kick ass. Kick ass now, and January 1st, you're going to be way ahead of the game. And to me, that's a hell of a lot more worth it. So let's figure out how the hell we are going to kick ass these last two months of the year. Step number one in doing so. You guys are going to roll your eyes, but it is important. We need to set goals and those goals need to be drum roll, please. Smart goals, taking us back to like third grade, you know, elementary school goal setting, smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. A goal of I'm going to stay on track this holiday season doesn't mean shit. What does stay on track mean? What does that look like? How do you implement that? How do you reflect on that? How do you decide if you did or did not stay on track? It doesn't mean shit. We have to get really, really specific, really, really measurable. I want to work out three times a week, every week for these next two months. That is a goal that can be attained, right? It is realistic. It is timely. You got two months in there and you have a specific measurable aspect to it three times a week, every week for these next two months. That is the standard. That is the gold standard of goal setting. Not everything needs to be workout revolved. Not everything needs to be nutrition involved. It can be and should be in part a bit of that mindset piece, setting goals that you know and you want to carry through as to how you look and feel and think and approach this season. And we're doing this now before it starts. We're not doing this the day before Thanksgiving. We're not doing this as we're rolling into Christmas Eve. Like we're doing this now to set a firm expectation of what we want to do and the standard we want to hold for ourselves. Because you're here, you're listening, you're putting in the work. And I can almost guarantee you have been putting in that work all year long. So do not let 10 months of kicking ass get pushed to the side because it's the holidays. Like don't give yourself that out because there isn't an out. This holiday season, guess what? It's a part of every year. This didn't sneak up on us. This isn't an unexpected plans got thrown your way. We know that this is what this time of the year is about and it happens every single year. So the only thing we can do is learn to navigate it. We're not avoiding it. We're not saying no to it. We're not, you know, pretending it doesn't exist. It exists. It exists and we need to learn how to navigate through it in order to be able to see goals and achieve goals that take 12 months of time in 12 months of time. Not pause for two, pick it back up maybe mid-January, then we fall off a little bit because it's still the winter, and then we get back in February. 12 months of consecutive, consistent work will prove to be beneficial for years and years and years of your progress. Smart goals. That is going to be step number one. I want you guys to write out exactly, exactly what you want to get out of this holiday season. Physically, mentally, for your relationships, maybe certain memories, maybe certain things you want to do. How do you want to show up? How do you want to feel? How do you want to look? What types of conversations do you want to have? What kind of example do you want to set for the people around you? Maybe you're a mom. What kind of example do you want to set for your kids? Maybe you're the friend in the group who kind of is, you know, the only one really on their fitness journey. What example do you want to set for the people around you? How about your family? Right? Do we want to look, do we want them to look at you like, oh yeah, you know, I knew she wasn't serious about that whole fitness thing. Or do we want them to look at you and be like, damn, she's really doing it. Like inspire others with the work that you're doing through the holiday season. Be that one bitch that's doing it no matter what, because I don't care what Uncle Billy Bob says or Aunt Felicia, like they will look at you, probably think you're crazy. And then you will continuously be a role model in their lives until they are ready to freaking do the same thing. And if you can inspire at least one person 
to eat a little bit healthier, to move a little bit more, to shift from complaining to getting shit done type of mindset, you're doing a hell of a lot of good work. And that work doesn't stop at you. It is a domino effect that you can be the one to start for this holiday season. So do it. Do it. There is absolutely no reason that you can't. In order to be able to get there, we have to set those SMART goals. We have to, we have to, have to. I'm hoping each of you listens to this episode and then take some time right after you listen or during to do exactly this because hearing it and listening and nodding your head being, all right, I got this, like this and that. Maybe you're brainstorming. It doesn't mean anything until we follow through. We write it down. We get succinct. We speak it into existence and we hold ourselves accountable with a group of women and people who are going to do the same thing. So decide, how do you want to feel physically? How do you want to look physically? How do you want to feel mentally? What are your relationships going to look like during this time of year? What kind of plans do you want to make? You know, what do you want to be involved in? How do you want to show up? Ask yourself and reflect on these questions. And I think the best thing that you can do, kind of even before you set those specific expectations, is to reflect on last holiday season. Think back. What did you eat on Thanksgiving? How did you feel? What did you eat after Thanksgiving? Maybe it was a Friendsgiving. Maybe you had crazy plans. Maybe you went overboard on alcohol. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you stuck to your plans perfectly. Maybe you got a workout in on Christmas Eve. Maybe you decided to skip, right? Maybe you were, you know, not in a great headspace for the holiday season last year. Like, think about it. I know it's crazy because if you're like me, I can't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. So to think back to last holiday seasons, like, I don't know. It, it was great. It was awesome. But like, I guarantee you, if you really sit down and think, it's something that helps me whenever I'm reflecting, go back into your phone and to your camera roll for whatever time period. So go back to your camera roll from like November 1st through the end of the year. I don't know why, but that helps me a ton because I take pictures of pretty much everything and I just, I always do that. So I'm like, okay, I can kind of remember what my plans were, who I was around, what I was doing based on the pictures I have in my camera roll. And from that, I kind of spark some of those memories of like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we went here, we did this, I ate that, X, Y, Z, this is how I felt. Oh my gosh, I remember complaining to my sister that my stomach felt like a balloon after Thanksgiving, <laughs> whatever it is, like sometimes that helps, but take some time, whatever's gonna work best for you. Maybe you go back on like Facebook and look at old memories. Maybe you're, you know, you reach out to a friend, like, wait, what did we do last Christmas? Spend some time reflecting. The only way you can set actual, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely goals is to know what we did last year. And if you set absolutely no goals and no expectations last year and you're coming into this year ready to do so, hell freaking yeah, you're already a step above. But the only way to know what to set those goals at the only way to be realistic with said goals is to know what we did last year. For example, I know holiday season is a big alcohol season for a lot of people. A lot of drinks, a lot of booze, a lot of different cocktails, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, friends giving here, then we're doing a gift exchange and there's just alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. We'll get to the food in a second. But if for you, for example, that is a big piece of your life, of your social life, of what you do and how you participate in things, setting a goal coming into the last two months of the year saying, I'm going to do a dry November and December may not be realistic. It may be. It may be a push. I'm not against that goal. I think that's awesome if that's what you're going to kind of hold yourself to as you're 1% better. But be realistic. Because if you set that goal on November 1st and it's now November 4th, you're at a whatever, it's brunch with your friends, it's your someone-someone's birthday, and you have a drink, all of a sudden you're now four days in saying, shit, nope, knew I couldn't do it. And then you let the next two months just pass by regardless. And guess what? We had the exact same two months we did last year. It's not to say that's not a good goal, but it just may not be realistic for you. 
And this is not the time of the year to set perfection as the expectation. I'm going to be perfect. Watch me. No, we're not doing it. We're not doing it because I've done that. All it does is lead to restriction and then overdoing it and then restriction and then overdoing it. And then you have a friggin' stomach ache because you're at a freaking cookie baking party with your family and you have never eaten so much raw cookie dough and chocolate chips and licks of that and spoonfuls of this that you actually make yourself sick. Hello, that was me. Okay, we're not setting crazy, unattainable, stupid goals for this time of year. And I hate that word because I don't think any goal is stupid, but you guys get what I'm saying. If your goal for the next two months is to hit the gym every single day, but you know in the last 10 months you've hit the gym no more than twice a week, like that is not a good goal. It's a good goal for maybe someone who's been at six times a week and they want to bump it up for whatever reason, fine. But for you, if you're averaging two days a week at the gym for the next two months, make your goal three days a week at the gym. And before you roll your eyes and say, like, oh, that's so lame. I could do more. I could do more. Okay, if you could do more, you probably already would have been. You probably already would have been going to the gym three times a week for the entire last 10 months. But because you haven't, let's take it for where we are. Let's take you for where you're at and do a small bump up. And hell, if you crush these next two months going to the gym three times a week, come January 1st, bump it up to four. To me, that slow and steady progress and that sustainable goal setting is so much more beneficial than you coming into these last two months of the year, jumping the gun, I'm going to hit the gym five days a week, you last for three weeks, then you fall off, then you go a couple weeks of not going to the gym at all because you're so discouraged that you fell off that you say, well, might as well just wait till January 1st and then January 1st rolls around and we're back to our two days a week. Why is that not productive? Because we're just wasting time with this unrealistic, unattainable goal. If you're at two, bump to three. Once you've mastered three, bump to four. When you've mastered four, bump to five. Personally speaking, I never really recommend more than five times a week at the gym anyway. So we don't keep going in that regard, but you get what I'm saying. Make it slow and steady progress. And having those types of goals in mind for this time of the year is going to prove to be so much more beneficial for a mindset shift than anything else. You're going to prove to yourself, I can fucking accomplish anything. I set this goal and I did it. And guess what? That feels really good. And when you do that, you accomplish that goal you set for your workouts. Hell, I have a very, very strong feeling that you're going to accomplish the nutrition goals that you set out for this time of the year. And setting those nutrition goals, you might actually accomplish the weight loss goal you set out for this time of the year. And all of a sudden, everything starts to kind of click. And you feel like the most confident version of you stepping into the new year versus the, I don't even know what happened. It was a blur and I was doing pretty good, but then I started to fall off and I'm ready to get back to it. We don't need to get back to it. We just need to get to what we're doing plus one. Think of it like a plus one, not a plus a hundred. And to do that and be in that headspace for this time of the year, you are going to be so much more successful. So think back to last holiday season. If you drank five times a week for the entire holiday season, dial it down to four. If you go out with your girlfriends and you're drinking five drinks when you're out, dial it down to four. Dial it down to three. Don't set the expectation of I'm not going to drink. Again, unless you truly think that that is realistic for you. And the same principles apply for food or the gym or, you know, steps and water and all of the things that we know contribute a hell of a lot to not just our physical appearance, but how we feel mentally as well. And the most important piece of this goal setting is making sure we set these goals that actually mean something to us. If I set a goal personally for myself to not eat any pecan pie on Thanksgiving, 
it wouldn't mean shit. Why? Because I don't even like pecan pie. Like I do, I would maybe have a slice if someone like really asked me to, but that is not an important goal to me. And to be honest, if I had a piece of pecan, pecan pie, eh, eh, like, okay, we move on to the next, like that wouldn't mean shit. That wouldn't mean shit to me. That just does not matter. So do not set goals that don't matter to you. As in, if you accomplish it, it's, it's neither here nor there. You're kind of just like, okay, cool. I did it. Ooh, you know what I mean? Like set a goal that means something to you. And a lot of times the goals that mean the most are things that have some sort of emotional tie to them. It's a goal that you didn't think that you can follow through on or, you know, a, a level that you didn't realize that you could reach, or maybe it is a PR in the gym. And, and that's not a bad thing. It gives you that sense of accomplishment and pride in knowing I set this goal, I can follow through. And what's so interesting to me is if I had this conversation with each of you in March or April, hell, even June when like summer's coming around, everyone's fired up. Everyone's on board. Most of you don't even need to hear this for that time of the year because it's bikini season. It's summer season. It's social season. I want to look my best. The holidays are no different. I don't care that you're wearing a chunky sweater and some leggings for most of this time of the year. That's awesome. Underneath that chunky sweater and leggings, why can't we have a six pack? Why can't we have nice defined quads? Why can't we have freaking six shoulders? Like we can do all of these things regardless of what we're wearing externally. And following through on those promises mentally feels so good. Physically, you feel like a million bucks. And then confidence is through the freaking roof. Head into 2024, the most confident version of yourself. How do we do that? We follow through on the promises that we make. So set these goals, make it a commitment, make it a promise, hold yourself accountable with the people around you and get freaking to it. Get to it. So really think through last holiday season. What were you doing? What were you up to? How do you improve from there? Write it down. Don't just start brainstorming. Okay. Don't do that. Like for me, like the cookie reference really stands out because I remember that very clearly. This was a couple years ago now, but looking back specifically on last year, I need to do a little digging. I need to do a little reflecting. I need to kind of remember what that looked like for me. Okay, now next step in this is going to be projecting into this holiday season. We reflected, we know what we want to do, we know how we want to feel, awesome. Okay, now move forward. And if you already know, which you may not, but if you already know any of the plans that you have, things that are scheduled, typical traditions, a trip, maybe you're going away for Christmas or weekends, whatever, you know, in-laws are coming into town, whatever you know, write it down. I love a calendar because I'm a visual person and I want to see everything that I've got going on. It helps me a ton. I do this in my week to week as well with just work tasks and life tasks. But I think for this season, have like a two month calendar. You can seriously just Google, you know, empty November, 2023 calendar, empty December, 2023 calendar, and just print them out, print them out, write them down, put it on your fridge, whatever you got to do, or do it on your computer. doesn't matter. But write down everything that you know you have going on plan wise. And then start, and again, as things kind of pop up, you're getting more into like the holiday season, you know, fill things in because I know things pop up and -and so-and-so invited you here last minute. Like I know these these things happen. I'm not expecting anybody on November 1st to have a very succinct plan of what the next two months are going to look like. I know I sure as shit don't. I have a couple things I know of, most of which I don't, and that's fine. But write down what you know, and as things are being added onto your plan and your schedule, continue to fill in that calendar. Hopefully this does two things. One, Hopefully it allows you a little bit of uh, the ability, I guess you could say, the permission to say no. Because that is what I hear time and time and time and time and time again from the women that I work with is that the holiday season is exhausting. They have way overextended themselves. Social batteries on absolute E. They are exhausted because every weekend they've got something going on. And who the hell told you you need to say yes to every single thing that's thrown your way? You don't. And if you love this time of the year and you're not very social most other times, but you love the holiday season and you want to go be that social butterfly, do it. 
free. And I hope that you do. And I hope you have the most amazing time. That is kind of how I like to picture my holidays because I am very much a homebody for most of the year. So holidays, I want to be around people. I want to be doing the things. But you are allowed to say no. You are allowed to bypass certain plans. You know, if it's your aunt, grandma, someone, I don't know, you know, it's their 90th birthday. It's a big freaking deal. Don't say no to that. Don't say, say no to the extra things that you know when you're writing on that calendar and now you've got plans on Friday morning, Friday evening, Saturday morning, Sunday evening. You know your weekend is now like, holy shit. Take something and say no. I promise the people around you are not going to be totally distraught. They're not going to be upset. They're not going to be, give them a reason as to why you can't come if that is going to allow you the time to recharge your battery. So hopefully it does that. Second thing I hope that writing everything down on the calendar will do for you is allow you the opportunity to visually see how many days really are, you know, is your, is your routine going to be interrupted? How many? Is it five? Is it 10? Is it two? Is it just Thanksgiving and just Christmas? Take a look. Because I can guarantee of the 60 whatever days in these next two months, less than half, less than a quarter even, are going to be quote unquote, you know, off track or you've got plans or there's an event coming up. So let's call it, let's call it 10 just for the sake of 10. And there's 60 days in these two two months just for even numbers. If one sixth of your next two months requires plans, that you are going to participate in, social events, food, drinks, et cetera. Uh, why in the hell are we going to let entire, the, the next five, sixth of the month of the year be off track? Why are we looking at two months of the year where really only one sixth of that time, 10 days total, be the reason you completely fall off from your health and fitness journey and you completely give up on the goals that you have and you completely, why? It is one sixth or more or less, depending on your plans, of the year. To me, that's crazy. Those events should be exciting. They should be fun. They should be, you know, a a time to enjoy yourself. Of course, it shouldn't be a reason why you feel so inclined to just give up. Why are we giving up? If you're okay giving up when that small of a percentage of your routine is being interrupted, to me, you didn't want your goals that bad in the first place. To me, you're almost kind of looking for a reason to quit. You're looking for an out. You're looking for an excuse right? It's like you're at soccer practice and you're running laps with your team and like every step is like really hard, really hard, really hard. Are we done? Are we done? Oh my God, we've been doing this forever. And all of a sudden, I don't know, you're just, you know, your shoe comes untied and you're like, thank God. You get to bend down for a second, you slow and steady, tie your shoe and you were like, kind of like, oh my God. And then you slowly get up. You maybe take a couple steps walking. It takes you a little while until you're kind of running with the team and you're behind. You're behind at this point because everyone else kept running forward. To me, you're, you're looking for a reason. You're, that shoe comes untied and you're like, oh, please bless up. My prayers were answered. Let me just tie this shoe as slow as molasses. I'm pretty sure I forgot how to tie it. Let me double knot, triple knot, redo you're looking for an out because that running is hard. That practice is hard. You're tired, you're fatigued, you're exhausted. You've been doing it for a while. If that's the, you know, goal, or I'm sorry, if that is the, you know, outlook you have on your fitness journey where these last 10 months have been really hard and you're trying your best and it's really not working, you really don't like it and I need a reason, I need a reason, oh, shoe comes untied. If that's what the last 10 months have been and this holiday season is that shoe coming untied, 
you're sure as shit not following through. And I know that you're not going to. And to me, that is more of a reflection on what the hell have we been doing for 10 months? Because nothing about your fitness journey should be that miserable or that unsustainable or that unenjoyable that you are looking for a reason to stop. And if that is the way you're approaching fitness, oh, buddy, we got to redo a little bit of that first. Because anyone who out there who has stuck with fitness long enough, and for me personally, I love it. I love my routine. I love my structure. I love my time in the gym. Does it get hard? Absolutely. You're running laps at soccer practice. Is it challenging? Hell yeah. But if you don't at least a little bit love it, you're looking for that out. Do not look for that out this holiday season. You owe it to yourself to follow through on all of the progress that you've made, all of the laps that you've run these last 10 months. You owe it to yourself to finish strong. You owe it to yourself to not be looking and praying and wishing and searching for a reason and an excuse to stop. Because no matter how many days you fill out on that calendar of plans that you have, it shouldn't matter. Your approach, your mindset, looking at that calendar should be like, shit, it's going to be tough, but we're going to do it. Shit, I got a lot of plans, but we're going to follow through. Shit, I've got 25 different things coming up on the third week of November. All right, we better buckle down and get prepared now. Like that should be the mindset. Of, of strap your helmet on and get ready to run through that brick wall. Get ready to pass through those obstacles. Get ready to hurdle over whatever you need to. Not stop running, take the helmet off, and just skirt around the brick wall and say, oh, well, nothing I can really do. Let's just stop here. There's no stopping. There's no stopping. Your fitness journey is an ever-changing, ever-evolving, ever-moving-forward progression of the rest of your life. And if you're not on board, you're going to look for these outs. You're going to look at one-sixth of the next two months and give that enough of a reason, enough weight to say that I can't make any progress at all. I absolutely 100% guarantee that you can. And there's a couple of things that I like to do for myself as well as just advice that I always give to my one-on-one clients here during this time. And that's number one would be reducing the in-between. And what I mean by that is the in-between of the events that you have. The more you can kind of get right back to it, jump right back on track, right after said event, said meal, whatever it is, the easier this time is going to be. And that's what tends to trip people up the holiday season. It's like, sure, they do have 10 different events going on. But that one event kind of really is three days because they have the event. Then the next day after, they're hungover. They're not really doing much of anything. And then the day after that, they're still kind of eating a little shitty. And they're like, all right, I'm going to go to the grocery store today. I'm going to get back on track, X, Y, Z. So that one dinner was really three days. And then those three days go by, you know, we're back on track for maybe one, two, and then we've got another event going on. And that one event really lasted three or four days. And a lot of that in between is where we start to kind of get in our own heads about this holiday season being as crazy as possible. It's not. So the more you can reduce that in between, the more you can jump right back on track, the better you're going to look, the better you're going to feel. So something that helps me out a ton, leftovers, pros and cons to this, uh, Let's think meal-wise first. So Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas, Christmas Eve, anytime there's like a dinner or like a meal, leftovers are not not the enemy. Absolutely not. And I love having leftovers because it gives me a chance to kind of break up my routine as far as my nutrition goes. And you can log all these things in. Contrary to popular belief, you can log in your Thanksgiving dinner. I don't ever track on holidays, but like the day after when I'm eating leftovers, I'm going to track that in. And like, you can do it. Green bean casserole, sweet potato casserole, turkey with gravy, weigh out the gravy, weigh out the turkey. Don't overthink this. It doesn't need to be that hard. So leftovers for meals, I'm all for. Leftovers for treats, that's where I want us to kind of reduce down the in-between. If you're at a cookie baking party or you're at so-and-so, you guys are making gingerbread houses or whatever it is, and there's the opportunity to take home sweets, politely decline. 
And the reason I say that is because that is what trips us up. If you're anything like me, that is what trips us up. It's not so much the two or three cookies that you had when you were baking cookies at your friend's house. So be it. It's now that we took them home, we have about two dozen cookies sitting on the kitchen counter with this stack of brownies over here. We got cannolis over there. And all of a sudden you're picking and eating and grabbing a bite and nibbling this and a half a cookie here throughout the course of the however long it takes to eat all of those cookies. Some of which are tracked in, I'm sure. Some of which are not tracked in, I'm sure. So it's an abundance of calories coming in because they're just sitting there. And don't even try to tell me that you're going to bring home leftover sweets. They're going to sit on the kitchen counter and you're not going to have them. You would be a superhero. Like you would be my hero. I cannot do that. So for me, it's much easier to decline the sweets and treats leftover because I don't need those sitting there. I know that during the season, I'm going to have a lot of plants that are going to involve a lot of sweets, and it's going to be a lot more than I'm typically used to. I don't need to make that even greater by now planting that stuff in my kitchen. I don't. And if you don't have, maybe you're hosting and you have a ton of leftover and nobody really wants to take it, so be it. Bring it somewhere. There's a bunch of different places you can bring food, donate food. You know, maybe your, your kids are having a Christmas party at school. You want to bring that stuff in there. Like, don't leave it lingering around if you know yourself well enough to know that it's just going to be slowly consumed until it's gone. I'm not saying you need to throw it out because I hate being wasteful and I know food is super expensive and I don't want anybody to just chuck the, the whole pounds of cookies that you just bought for the party. But find other ways and get creative as to how to present it to other people. Something else that helps me as well is, again, getting right back on track as quick as possible. So if you've got crazy dinner plans on Saturday, we're getting a workout in on Sunday. If you are out of town all weekend long, Monday morning, we're back to it. Reducing the in-between. You're at an event, then you're not at an event. When you're not at an event, you are back in your routine. You're at the gym, you're drinking water, you're eating fiber, you're eating nutrients, you're doing the damn thing. Another thing that likes that I like to do a lot um, to just kind of keep myself on track during this time is to stop, and advice I would give each of you, stop traumatizing yourself with the number on the scale. Stop doing it. There is absolutely no point and no need to jump on the scale right after you eat a meal, the day after Thanksgiving, the morning after Christmas Eve. Don't do it. There's no need. Why? Because the scale will be up. 100% will be up. If you weigh 130 pounds and you go to Thanksgiving, and even if you're eating within your, your means here, you didn't really overdo it, but you had, you know, your Thanksgiving dinner, you had a couple glasses of wine, you had your piece of pumpkin pie, and you went home, you're not overly stuffed, you're not, you're like, oh, okay. Getting on the scale the next day, the scale will be up. You might be 130 pounds on Thanksgiving, you're going to be 134 the day after. You did not gain four pounds. You did not gain four pounds. You didn't even probably gain two pounds. The amount of calories you actually need to consume above what you normally consume to gain a true pound, 3,500 extra calories. So if you were normally eating 2,000 calories a day, and that's what you're eating to maintain your weight, you would have to go to Thanksgiving and eat 5,500 calories that day in order to gain a true pound, one singular pound of fat on the scale. I can almost guarantee nobody is doing that. Nobody's doing that. But the scale's not up just one pound. It's up four pounds. It's up five pounds. It's up six pounds. Take a breath. That is inflammation. That is undigested food. That is sodium. That is the alcohol. That is a number of different factors that are not actually going to stick with you. So don't bother traumatizing yourself with jumping on that scale and being like, I can't. All that's doing is triggering that all or nothing mindset. Because I don't know about you, but many, many years in my past, I'd jump on that scale after Thanksgiving, you know, and I'm, I'm curious. I want to know. I want to see. Scale's up. 
scales up, I get annoyed, I get frustrated. I don't know about you, but seeing that scale go up does not motivate me to get my shit together and to clean up my act at all. It motivates me to, well, shit, it's already up. I'm going to go grab that leftover pumpkin pie. I'm going to add an extra layer of that whipped cream. I'm going to load it on thick because, well, I'm already up. Might as well at least enjoy another meal. And all you're doing is spiraling and spiraling. So all or nothing mindset. You're in that nothing. And then that nothing, unfortunately, continues for a lot of this season. So don't jump on the scale. There's no point. And I can guarantee that scale really doesn't fluctuate a whole lot if you're actually looking at the realistic data. So Thanksgiving is what? Always on a Thursday. If you are going to Thanksgiving, which most of us will do, you come home. Don't step on the scale Friday. Don't step on the scale Saturday. Don't step on the scale Sunday. Probably not Monday, maybe Tuesday of the following week, but only if you have then spent the weekend, again, reducing that in between, getting right back to it. Thursday was Thanksgiving. Friday morning, we're at the gym. We're getting steps in. Saturday's always your off day. Cool. We're taking an off day. Sunday, we're back at the gym. We're doing our best. We're eating our food. We're drinking our water. Monday, same deal applies. Tuesday, cool. Let's step on the scale. If you weighed 130 before Thanksgiving, by Tuesday, by doing it like that, you are probably going to weigh 130.4. That's it. Who gives a shit? And by next Thursday, by a full week later, you're back at your 130. And if you continue to do that throughout the season, given that you are not overdoing it, crazy overdoing it at these events and at these meals, you will be fine. So don't allow that, that little voice in the back of your head that I used to that gets a little curious. Oh, I wonder, like, I just, I want to see like just how much I'm up. Like, I know I'll be up. Let me just try. I would step on the scale and be like, oh my God. It just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. And not, that's not to say that I'm tied to the number on the scale. And honestly, for the last huge chunk of my journey, I have not stepped on the scale in a very long time. I don't really care. But there was a very big time of my journey that I was. I was concerned. I was always looking at it. I was always paying attention to it. It was a part of my progress, for better or for worse. And sometimes it'd go up and I'd say, hallelujah, because I was looking to gain weight. I was looking to gain muscle. But in times like this, it would almost just spiral me into that all or nothing. So give yourself some time back in your routine after these types of events before you go ahead and jump on that scale. When it comes to approaching the events in themselves, right, the cookie baking party, the gingerbread houses, Thanksgiving meal, whatever it is, whatever you loaded onto that calendar that you, you know, laid out for yourself. When it comes to these events, a few different things that you want to ask yourself. One, how long are you going to be there? Is it two hours? Is it five hours? Is it the entire day? What does that look like? And again, understand your realistic day-to-day -day routine. If you're going to so-and-so's house from 7 to 9 p.m., why are we writing off the entire day as a loss? Because you've got, I don't know, wine night with the girlfriends, a little jingle, jingle bell, wine night, festive, whatever, for two hours of your evening. There's 22 other hours of that day. You can still get up. You can still go to the gym. You can still drink all your water. You can front load your movement, front load your steps. You can pre-log those glasses of wine in. You can go there with the understanding of like, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of these two hours. But like two hours of my day is not neither here nor there as far as my progress goes. So can we eat before we go? Can you set a drink limit? Can you, you know, move your body while you're there? This is like my favorite thing to do um, at Thanksgiving with my family. Because Thanksgiving, I'm sorry, is not an active holiday. Like you get there, you're with your family, everyone's sitting, watching football or like sitting and talking and just kind of sitting and sitting or cooking. That's it. And the last couple of years in Connecticut, actually, it's been really warm or like warm-ish for Thanksgiving. And um, my aunt is like very big into fitness and she's always the one who hosts Thanksgiving. And every year she's like, all right, Deanna, you're getting us up. We're doing an activity. What are we doing? I need to do something. So like last year we did a big digestive walk after Thanksgiving and whoever wants to come, comes, whoever doesn't, watching football, hanging out, whatever. Like, but she's always kind of advocating for me to get us up and get us moving because she's like, I don't like sitting for the whole day. Like never in my life do I just sit for the whole day. And like, yes, it's a holiday, but like, why can't we 
move. And I'm like, damn, I love this. I love this. And I've had that impact on my family over time. Because the first few years of my fitness journey, when I wanted to get a digestive walk-in after dinner and you just need to move a little bit, everybody thought I was crazy. And I let that be the reason I just sat on the couch and shut my mouth. <laughs> and now as I'm continuing on this journey, going for a digestive walk isn't weird to me because that's what I do every day. So to do it after a big meal like Thanksgiving, why would I not do it? Why would I not get outside? Why would I not move my body? Like to me, I'm like, I don't need to alter the entirety of my day and who I am because of this one meal. It's silly. So try to do as much as you normally can on the days that you have those events. And again, if you can eat before you go, do it. If you're doing wine night with the girls and you know there's a ton of different food and apps that are going to be there, like eat your dinner before you get there so that you're not inclined to like totally overdo it on the snacks when you're there. Because if you go to there starving, you're going to wind up overdoing it on the snacks or the cheese and whatever else it may be. Something else I always like to do um, or tell myself to do is to not sit within arm's distance of the appetizers or the, the table of food or the charcuterie board or any of those things. Like I just, I know myself and I know if I sit there at arm's reach, I will just pick and pick and pick and pick. And there's been many of Thanksgivings and Christmas, especially at my aunt's house because she's got these little bowls of M&Ms around the whole house. We've got peanut butter M&Ms, we've got pretzel M&Ms, we've got peanut M&Ms, we've got the regular, we've got the dark chocolate, and I just always somehow found myself sitting right next to the jar of M&Ms. And like one turns to two, turns to five, turns to like, holy shit, I don't even realize how many I ate, and like now the jar's empty. And like I would get to a point where like I wasn't even hungry for dinner because between the M&Ms and how much appetizers I ate, that was it for me. Like my stomach was donezo. So I don't like to sit there anymore. I don't like to sit there. I know myself. I'll grab a couple M&Ms and I'll move the hell away from the, the plate. And that's kind of what I like to do for apps as well. I'll put appetizers on my plate and I'll take a step away. It allows me to better enjoy the food that I'm surrounded by. Instead of feeling like I'm overdoing it, we're like, you're not even, you know, the, the dinner itself is not even appealing to you because you overdid it on the crap prior to. So within moderation, instead of five glasses of wine before dinner, do two glasses of wine before dinner. Instead of five plates of appetizers, do one plate of appetizers and then enjoy the food and the company that you are around. That helps me a ton. Moving my body, drinking enough water during these times because it's always, always, always very easy to get dehydrated during this time of the year, especially when we're drinking. You know, don't plant yourself right in front of the appetizers and enjoy why you are there rather than just strictly the food and the drink and the food and the drink and the food and the drink. Thanksgiving, be thankful. Talk to your family. Talk to your grandpa. Talk to whoever it may be and enjoy that time instead of feeling like you are stressing about food the entire time you're there. And last but not least, for navigating the last two months of this year, I want to challenge every single one of you to go above and beyond. I want you to challenge yourself to reach a new goal this season. It doesn't even matter what it is. It could be a weight loss goal. It could be a maintenance goal. It could be a PR. It could be a mindset shift. It could be a confidence thing. It could be, I want to hit 10,000 steps every single day this year, including those holidays. I don't care what it is, but challenge yourself to a new goal, something you've never done before. Still smart, still measurable, still attainable, still realistic, still realistic, but a challenge. If you are used to going to the gym four times a week, every week, all the time. Don't make your goal for these next two months to go to the gym four times a week, every week, all the time. It's something you're already doing. That is not a challenge. That is not a goal. That is simply writing down the routine that you're already in. So take a look at what you've got going on. Take a look at the mindset that you've had and how you approach this time of the year and, and set yourself up to reach new heights. Set yourself up to do something extraordinary. Set yourself up to have an incredible end of this year 
where everyone else out there is more than okay sitting back and taking their foot off the gas, even hitting the brakes. We're not okay with that. We're not average. We're not doing what the average person does. We're not just falling into that mediocrity of like, yeah, it's the holidays. Sure is. Doesn't mean shit for me and my goals. Because if your goals have a specific season to them, or if your goals are only your goals when it's convenient to you, that's an entirely different conversation. And that's a reflection that you need to have with where you're at and why you're doing what you're doing. So enjoy those sweets, enjoy those drinks, enjoy that time with your friends and family and enjoy this season. But we can do it in moderation. We can do it and still achieve goals. We can do it and still show up as the person that we have been showing up as for these past 10 months. Nothing needs to change. Don't flip a switch in your brain and automatically give yourself that out because you know it's usually crazy. Take it for what it is. It's crazy and I'm still going to do it. It's crazy and I'm still going to show up. It's crazy and I'm still going to hit that PR. Set yourself up and challenge yourself to reach a new goal this season. 